podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. With your hosts, Mick Moran and Jay Pearson. It is the Copite Podcast and it's the day after Liverpool prove that the kids are alright. I am Jay Pearson and I am joined once again by Mick Moran, but the difference this time is that because it's the uh, the winter break, Mick has decided to sod off and have a little winter break of his own, haven't you Mick? I have, I have ventured oh. the, the lovely place of the Cotswolds, so that's why I'm not... In your lovely home. Oh, you posh get. <laughs> you posh get. You've left me here alone in the studio and I'm just yeah, sat here like a lemon. Yeah, doing that well, so I've just decided to fuck off because I know we're going to win every game anyway, so... Well, that's it. Well, you've, you've, you've sort of fucked off and left the kid to the uh, the podcast today, haven't you? Even though, even though you're younger than me. <laughs> um Anyway, uh, Mick, thanks thanks for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's no problem, mate. <laughs> Have you every week? <laughs> um, yeah. So um, obviously, we uh, we'll talk about shoes with first lad because it was just uh, it was awesome, wasn't it? Now, first of all, did you manage to watch it? I did. Um, it took me. I think I missed the first. Well. I, start, it, I think the original kickoff was quarter to eight, wasn't it? So then it yeah, got to like 10 to, and I was back. like, oh shit, I'm missing it. And then I seen someone post, oh, it's not too late now, because they're letting, the, trying to get the rest of the Shrewsbury fans into the ground. So I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, fuck. So I think I missed like the first couple of minutes, but uh, yeah, it was quality the first half. You can you can just see the, the the training that goes on on the training ground is from the first team. It's just completely replicated into the into, into the the young kids it's the exact yeah. if anything it's even more high tempo the press it's ridiculous it was relentless I think we had Liam Miller Miller up front and he was literally he, he wasn't involved much on the ball wise but his pressing was ridiculous how good he was doing it like he was, he was pretty pretty fast and he was just closing the keeper down on their defenders at every moment Yeah, it was, just, it was just great to see Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott on the wings they were just wreaking havoc first half I mean we didn't have I don't remember too many <clears throat> great chances in the first half it was mainly second half where most of our chances came but the first half we kind of just we, it was like we set a marker to, the, to this to that Shrewsbury team that if you try and press us we are comfortable enough to knock it round especially when we've got Vandenberg and Keanu Hoover at the back there and you've got obviously Neco Williams at right back yeah it's sort of are, like saying if you're not playing our First team, you've got us, and we still play the exact same way. Exactly, and and they were just playing it amongst. Them. It was basically like, like I said, I've just said like a replica of the first team, but like Trent and Verge and Gomez and Robbo, they pass it around the back and try and just pick them off when they can, and that's what that they were doing at that time, just playing it yeah. around nicely. And um, no, we we showed in that first half that well, we mean business in the second half. Trying, we were obviously trying to feel them out in the first half, but. Oh, it was a good solid first half. Did you make of it? Well, I mean, leading up to the game um, during the day, I was I was thinking about it. And I just think, 
I wouldn't be too disappointed if 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 we went out because of you yeah. know it, the, the the kids have been brilliant uh, anyway and they've proved themselves that they earned the right to do this and obviously, but the the closer the game got, I was like, do you know what? I really, really want to go through just to piss everybody off because yeah. everyone was giving us loads of shit for disrespecting the cup and all that shit. But yeah, I just I I'm saying with you that first half it it was like the first team was playing because we controlled the game. Um, we were right at them. They sat back all the time. I don't even remember them having a, a shot in the first half. Um, it was it was just such an incredible performance. And the thing is as well, is that the team was average of like 19 years of age and 102 days. You know, yeah. it's the l- youngest lineup in Liverpool's history, yeah. um, which... Again, it's, it's it's just unthinkable. Like Curtis Jones is the youngest Liverpool captain at nineteen years and five days, mm. and that must have been a dream come true for him to lead the team out at Anfield. And you've got sixteen-year-old Harvey Elliott who's bossing the forward line. I mean, at sixteen years of age, I was well. I can't, I can't tell you what I was doing when I was sixteen, but you can <laughs> imagine what I was up to when I was sixteen. And he's got a bloody top knot, and he's playing football for the greatest Liverpool uh, side in the world. And it's it's. It was incredible, and what I loved about it the most was they weren't phased by it by playing at Anfield and playing against a Shrewsbury team. That fair play to Shrewsbury, they absolutely deserved this replay based on the way they played and coming back from two goals down uh, ten days ago, and playing against a better side than on paper than what we had out last night. You know, with the likes of Matip and Lovren and Fabino, Salah and Fabino coming on late as well. So the Shrewsbury would I don't want to say they you could say they were disrespectful but the way they just sort of sat back and it, their attitude for me was we'll just get a goal because these are shite because these are kids yeah. do you know what I mean and it, yeah. that's sort of felt like they were <coughs> underestimating us a little bit but what I loved about it was the fact that there was nearly 53,000 people in that stadium and the the young lads really took it on board that yeah we're playing in front of a good crowd tonight and we're going to put on a, a performance that's going to be eye catching um, and that's that's how I felt about the first half yeah and which gave me confidence for the second half sorry mate go yeah, on. no no I was just going to say about like you just mentioned the crowd there like there's no other, there's no other team in world football where it's clear knowledge that Klopp the first team manager isn't going to be there and the first team squad aren't going to be there yet mm. it's pretty much sold out there's like 90 percent of the seats have been sold yeah which is it's absolutely ridiculous like i know we're, we're riding the crest of a wave at the minute but we could liverpool fans could have easily even though obviously the tickets got reduced and what whatnot 15 mm. quid for adults and father for kids wasn't it, i think it's brilliant yeah but uh it could have been one of them games where people were like oh no i'll leave this one yeah, but exactly. No, turned out in force. Like, I mean, we had the, be- we had the best atmosphere you'll ever hear, obviously. But, yeah. Um, to turn out in numbers like that and to support the kids like that, especially when you've got James Milner, who's n- not took his proper winter break like everyone else has. He's he's sat, he's, he's trained with the young kids in the week. He's been in the dressing room, giving them words of advice. He's been cheering them on from the side of the pitch, and like that type of influence can't be understated. And Mm. Part of that win against Shrewsbury has got to go down as well to James Milner. The, the, oh, what, he's, what he's done behind the scenes is can't be stated enough because he, he is just a what a guy. <laughs> yeah, absolute hero. He'll go down as a Liverpool legend, Moni. Um, I think we've got to talk about obviously the Shrewsbury didn't have that many chances, but obviously they did have the ball in the back of the net when uh, yeah. 
Sean Welly had his goal disallowed by VAR. Yeah, scouser. Yeah, uh, and rightly so. You know, the the, the goal was rightly ruled out uh, for yeah. offside. So Liverpool can get shoved up people's asses yet again because <laughs> yeah, it was I the know. right thing to do. Yeah, um, exactly. But because it was offside in the build-up, and <coughs> Kelleher um, didn't really have too much to do the entire game, really. Um, no. And one of the, I think the standout performer for me. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the man of match in a bit, but Nico Williams was again just absolutely fantastic down that right hand side. Which, again, we always worry like thinking, oh, is there a Trent's going to make this his position for the next ten years? And there's all that debate whether he moves into midfield and all that sort. But I don't want to go into it because Trent, we, it's like we said a few weeks ago, mate. Didn't yeah. We we want to keep Trent at right back anyway, yeah. but that's a really good option for us to have a, a, another great fullback in Nico Williams. And he again, he was absolutely fantastic and. Um, yeah. it's it's one of them things where the longer the game went on I was saying to the lad at work who was watching it where I thought this is going to go to extra time this is going to go to penalties because we, we had chance after chance after chance in that second half and we were absolutely brilliant at creating but it's just what I thought was we just lacked something in the final third and I really thought if like a Rian yeah. Brewster was playing we might have had two or three yeah yeah like I said like I said earlier Liam Miller was great at the pressing but it we were kind of lacking in that central forward area. Like obviously, mm-hmm. we had Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones on the side, so we were fine in them wide areas. It was just when we, like you said, got into the final third, it, we were more often than not throwing aimless balls into the box, hoping someone in a red shirt get their head on it. But mm. so if we did have like a bit more of a presence in there, like a Brewster or someone like that, we might have sewn the game up a bit earlier I just remembered I actually so. one, one chance from the first half like you said I mentioned Necho Williams he had a good chance where he played a little 1-2 on the right wing he did and yeah um, Data passed through with their players and then he slotted <laughs> in the bottom corner but no he was, he was definitely the standout one for me he's he's not 19 till April mm. and like you said about Trent maybe you move into midfield which we've talked about and shouldn't happen what an understudy to have if Trent God forbid does get injured we can bring in this yeah fair enough untested in the Premier League but on the evidence I've seen and what you've seen he's more than there's no fear in him, so no, there's not. I, he I can go no past qualms. the player, can he? Yeah. Oh yeah, you just spot spot on. No qualms about it, have we? He can go past the player. Um, he can put a tackle in. He's he's quick. He's tenacious, and he can play a ball as well, just like he played that long ball exactly. for the goal. And yeah. I mean, and it was a great ball to be fair. It was it was, it was, it was, it was injury perfect. Yeah, great finish. It, well. reminded, <laughs> it reminded me of um, Trent's sort yeah. of crossfield ball into the box for the Origi yeah. uh, little arms goal. And there's no danger from there's no danger from that long ball coming across, but no. you know, it, Sean Williams just maybe it's a bit of inexperience, lack of communication at the back with the keeper, but the keeper's come way too far out there, and obviously it's gone off his head and it's gone over, and it's great that it was an ex-Man United player that did it as well, yeah, uh, which is good. Correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know the 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 lads deserved it wholeheartedly to, to get that win because they pressed and pressed in that second half like we said before chance after chance they're creating and if that's the way we're going to score a goal then I'll take it all day because they just deserved it big time and yeah, you know balance, credit to balance sh- the play we were, we were even like Shrewsbury's manager after the after the match said they couldn't they couldn't match us man for man and that says a lot when you're considering our average age was 19 and they had a f- quite a few um, experienced players in there so yeah 
Well, that's it. Lot, really. It does, mate. Yeah, you're spot on there. And then in the second half, when that Cummings come, come on, and it, he, he came on, obviously, in the last game of squad, so he came on, I yeah. thought, hey, up. But I forgot about him after that. No. You know, the joke's on him with the, his little shitty joker and tattoo. <laughs> the joke's on him. Title of I podcast know. Thing, like. Joke's on you, Cummings. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's... It, no mate, we when then we we cruise into the into the into the fourth round. Uh, a couple of stats on that one though for you, lad, because now because uh, I've done the stats this week for Go you. On, then. Stat so me up. Liverpool are now unbeaten in forty games at Anfield in all competitions, Oof. winning thirty five and drawing five, and winning each of the past seven home matches without conceding a single goal. Unreal. Fortress Anfield again. Unreal. It's unreal. It's yeah. So we should just fucking rename the podcast fucking stack cast or something. <laughs> absolutely firing them out, banging them out, aren't we? Last couple of weeks, aren't we? Um, yeah. So it was uh, it was boss, wasn't it? And then obviously we're back in uh, against Chelsea away. Uh, I think that's just yeah. been confirmed. I think it's the third of March. Is it? That's going to be on, yeah. yeah. Third of March. So yeah, well, we'll have... I don't imagine that it'll be the same team, which is a bit. Not unfortunate, yeah, there's been but a bit against, of talk against about Chelsea, it today, it's got, yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be a mixture again. Like obviously the first game against Shrewsbury, I imagine it'll be something like that with the the fringe players coming back in, and then obviously of the likes of Nethel Williams and Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones mm. and that, the ones who've impressed, will obviously get to start again. I imagine. Yeah, well, I hopefully mean, anyway. I'm, I don't know. You know, I'm, I, I couldn't. Because Klopp hasn't come out and said anything, obviously, because he's away. No, but yeah. I couldn't pinpoint what he would do because that thing that we want to happen that's not happened yet, but it looks <laughs> like it's going to happen and it might yeah. happen. But me and you still won't say it's going to happen. No, 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 no. If we get a little bit closer by then, we're still fighting on three fronts. The first leg of the Champions League will be over, so we know what we've got to do for the second leg, and then obviously this cup tie is going to be sandwiched in between. There's a possibility of that. If the league is a little bit closer, we can take a little bit more risks in the FA Cup. I don't care what anybody says. We've done what we've done here because we're not waiting. I've said it before, mate, and you're sick of me saying it now. We haven't waited 30 fucking years to win the FA Cup. Exactly. So if we want to put a weakened squad out, that is our prerogative. And it's like Pep said, you can judge us all you want, but don't judge us on the team we pick because that's our job. And I love the way you back Klopp for that because it's absolutely right, isn't it? And I, 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 speaking to a Tottenham fan yesterday, he was having a go at how disrespectful Klopp was for the, for for playing the side he did, uh, and even worse for not being there. And I said, "What you would rather have had Klopp managing that team?" He's like, "Yeah, it's well disrespectful." I was like, well, "Hang on a minute, Neil Critchley works with these lads day in and day out, every you know every week." I said, "Why take that away from him?" It's his chance yeah. to manage the team at like Anfield. Said, like we've managed, said before, sorry, uh, it's sorry. more it's more disrespect if Klopp does do that because he, he's not the manager it's of the, the under-23s. Mm, yeah, exactly. So it's it's crossing boundaries. That obviously one big one big club, but it's not Neil Christie is the manager, and he's and he, he got put into the obviously in, in the other cup against Villa where we got blitzed five mm. 0 <laughs> But yeah. um, no, it's it's a, why would he change now? Just be what? Just because we're fighting on all these fronts and people want all these players to play every single game. Well, now Klopp's promised this team he's going to get a break. So if you book the holiday at work and then 
six months in advance and then it, yeah. got, it got a week before. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry, fellas, you know that uh, skiing trip you've booked? You can't go. got to come to work. <laughs> Get told to fuck off. <laughs> no, it's true, mate. So, and that that's the thing people can say, it's it's disrespectful. You're only saying it's disrespectful because you're not fighting in the same fronts we are. So yeah, exactly. You, sh- you should be glad that we're playing. It's all, we- yeah, it's all jealousy, basically. It is. I love it. It's like me when I was nine and watching United win everything. Yeah, I was the, that's it. I was the same bitter person. Yeah. But I'm not anymore. I've been rewarded now <laughs> in my exactly. old bald, he- bald-headed age. Um, so, yeah, bang on. Well done uh, to Liverpool's uh, youth team. Thanks for the memories on that one. And, uh, yeah, boss it in the fourth round, boys. Love it. Oh, not the fourth round, fifth round. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so obviously before that, mate, uh, we had the matter of uh, another Premier League game on the 1st of Feb uh, where Liverpool played Southampton yeah. and a roaring 4-0 victory. Goals from uh, the Ox, Hendo and our Salah got two. Yeah. Um, thoughts on the game, pal? I thought it was a tremendous performance oh, in the second it, half. <laughs> yeah, the first half was um, strange, weren't it? Yeah, it was weird. It was the start of the day and it was like, I think they had like... I think we had like 18 shots and they had like 17. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how many over on really target, well. but they were good. Yeah, they were were brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, if the total shot count for the entire game was seventeen uh, sixteen to them. Oh, was it? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, which you, you know you bang on there, mate, nearly. And yeah, they, they they were fantastic in that first half. The way they set up, the way they played, I thought um, the manager did his own work on us. Knew how to, you know, get us a little bit on the counter attack. I mean, I lost count how many corners they had in the early stages of the game. And the, yeah. the longer it went on, I was getting more worried in that first half. But yeah, we, we came out second half flying, didn't we? Yeah, it was just a, it was just a, well, it wasn't a matter of time because obviously the first half was a bit cagey. But you knew once we got that, like we said time and time again, once we had the first goal, it's curtains for the opposition because then they've got to come out again slightly, and that's when we can start to turn the screw, and that's what we've done yeah. again. We do we it did. so well every week keep banging on about it but that's that's what this Liverpool team do they sp- once they find a chink in your armour they exploit it and then once it's been exploited you're basically fucked absolutely yeah <laughs> defo <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about it the Ox's goal obviously great finish um, goal, yeah. it was nice little passage of play uh, and flicks and tricks were from Al Al Bobby Robbo oh. I think yeah, there's one from Robbo and then there's yeah. one from Firmino. Yeah. And then the Ox just takes it, edge of the area. Wrong foot's the keeper, bang in the bottom corner. Love it. Great finish. Pleased for him to get another goal as well. And he's just proving how vital he is uh, to, to this side as well, especially Definitely, goals yeah. from midfield. Yeah. But obviously, about a minute earlier, there's a bit of an incident with uh, Fabino and Danny Ings in the box. Mm-hmm. Now, it's been sort of brushed over a little bit from Liverpool's uh, perspectives, but for me... I think that's a penalty. I think we got lucky there. What do you think? I'm not a chance to speak to you about it. It's yeah. I think when you see it in real time, it looks like a pen. I it's think the second kick out for me. Yeah, it's the obviously it's the second one. Once Fabinho was on the floor, isn't it? I think. I think he's, yeah, he's, he's on his way down, he's isn't on, he? But he's the way, on his way he kicks down, out, he out again. Yeah, I, I just I just think that's a pen. I can see why it wasn't given. I can see that from that perspective. But if I'm a Southampton fan, I'm fuming. And if I'm a Liverpool fan and it yeah. happens the other way around, I'm fuming. Because for me, Danny Ings isn't the type of person to go down. I, I, he's not that, For me, he's never been that type of player. No. Um, and I don't know whether 
Fabinho, it's his his rustiness or whatever. But I, I can't really say much about that because he was he was brilliant anyway. But it's very controversial opinion of me. But I'm just trying to be, you know, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking it's a pen. Um, yeah, I think at, at their place they might get that. Like you said, you say um, mm. I think their manager came out and said, "Oh, he would have been brave to give it." Yeah, and it, it's true. It is true. Like with these big grounds, like Old Trafford and all the big clubs, it, intimidating. The, you yeah. rarely get penalties given against you because the referees are a bit terrified. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, on balance, though, when you consider that one, you've also got to consider the one where Firmino is a Absolutely. pretty much about to score and gets pushed over. I think by Ryan Bertrand. Yeah, it's like a scissor headlock takedown from yeah. WWE. Yeah, <laughs> and then the VAR looking at it. What are they looking at? If for me, if for me now is free there, he jumps and headers that in and gives us the lead. Do you so... think that that if that Firmino incident doesn't happen, does Danny Ings get the the penalty from Fabino? And like you just said about the big grounds and stuff, because we're yeah, already no. kicking off the fact that we don't no, get that's true. Yeah, the Firmino true, pen. Actually. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. If that doesn't happen. Yeah, then maybe he's more inclined to give it. But mm. yeah, like you said, he's probably maybe in his head he's subconsciously balanced it out, thinking, "Oh, I didn't give them that maybe yeah. penalty, so I won't give these that maybe penalty." Yeah, that's a good, good this, point. And this is the thing. This is what I worry about the game going forward with the VAR, and that's the reason I bring it up, mate. Because there's not the the level of consistency is is weird at the minute with the way VAR has been brought in and it's the same with the handball rules and the, the margin of, of offsides there's, yeah. I hope in the summer there's a, there's a revamp of the rules and stuff like that because they just need a bit more consistently con, sorry consistency um, yeah, with definitely. it now don't get me wrong it doesn't fucking matter anyway because we won 4-0 so you know give them the penalty and we don't score that goal we still win 3-1 so whatever that's school schoolboy stuff there <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah and then Hendo um, scores a nice little goal as well. Um, so the, the keeper kicks it out. It, it comes straight back, obviously, from a, an offside position. Bobby gets the ball, pulls it back, and Hendo um, slots it in. And it's his, uh, his seventh goal in the Premier League. Great finish, yeah. I'm just really pleased for him because there's been a lot of talk this week about Hendo. And I, I know we're going to save it for another episode in a few weeks' time about potential player of the year votes and stuff like that. So we don't talk too much about it now. But he was again captain fantastic and to quote Mick Moran tremendous and again <laughs> no he's just like he's a player like like Roberto Firmino whose game you shouldn't really judge on numbers yeah but this season he has started to produce them numbers and I don't know if that's coincidental being coincidental with people starting to actually see the benefits that Jordan Henderson provides like I, I've maybe not from day one because from day one he went he, he always had the application maybe didn't have the talent required at the time yeah. but to, the journey that the lads had nearly joining Fulham getting a fucking swap with Clint Dempsey coming back from all that and to, to now be Liverpool captain he's, he's had my support for a long time I know that He's had times where he's been not great, and he's sometimes like over the years where he's he's been probably our scapegoat. Him and Lucas Lever have flip a coin who who was going to be after most games, but like the way he's playing now, and hopefully, especially the media starting to appreciate that you're only going to look at match of the day and Alan Shearer saying if. 
said something along the lines on if the if player of the season was given today, I'd give it to Jordan Anderson. And then you look mm. on Skybet, and he's he's the favourite to he's be the favourite again, yeah. To be to be given uh, PFA Player of the Year ahead of Sadio Mane. Uh, yeah. So stuff like that is just stuff that a couple of years ago you wouldn't have ever imagined being synonymous with Jordan Henderson. Although I think only Liverpool fans will appreciate him. Though, like people, rival fans will. We'll never see the benefits he provides because yeah, they're not absolutely. seeing full games. They just they think, oh, these just the rose tinted spectacles where they're like, oh, he just passes backwards. Like all the knobhead Liverpool fans that still think that's all he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. what that's what they see, and they don't see the absolute grit and determination and just fighting spirit that he shows. And I'm glad that this little bit of form he's got now, and uh, the last couple of years especially, and the the purple patch he's getting in front of goal yeah definitely long long may continue because he deserves it and if gets a few more goals along the way and he we get to see that hendo shuffle at the end of the season maybe those fucking haters can finally <laughs> be gone from the world and we can start to love jordan anderson because he deserves it definitely he does he does indeed so you know what i said a couple of minutes ago about the hendo podcast and play yeah. here don't need to do it now <laughs> Thanks for that, mate. I'll just, so nice. I'll just take that snippet and I'll put it in another one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you couldn't just, have said it any better, mate. Just go, just, yeah, just we'll just announce it Class. and then we'll just go. We'll just cl- we'll just uh, clip this. This is a clip from Mick chatting twelve minutes of yeah, shit from uh, done. twelve weeks ago. <laughs> well, you, but you're absolutely spot on. No, mate, you are. He's he's uh, he gets a goal and then he gets an assist for uh, for Salah for his third one. Oh, nice little nice little ball down the right hand side. Let's know how good that is. And then a little chip from from Mo. Uh, which is which is brilliant, and then the the Egyptian king gets uh, a fourth from close range in the last minute, and yeah. again you look at the four nil win. It's a, it, it's great on paper, but you know it was a little bit harsh on Southampton because they did match us for yeah. a, a, a much of the first hour, and Ings was brilliant, and Shane Long was denied by um, Allison, and <laughs> Shane Long's putting all his power against that shot, and Allison just goes what. I'll gobble that up again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not gobble, diving for it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna catch it. Hungry hippo again in it. Gobble, 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 gobble. I'm like pressing that trigger, he's just gobbling everything. Up, so. Yeah, so the um, unbeaten run uh, sort of rolls on. Um, we've equaled City's record now with 20 consecutive Premier League wins uh, yeah. at home. And I was reading that there's only Shankly's Liverpool team in 72 yeah, with a longer winning streak. So, yeah. so mate. We're on our way to breaking all kinds of records, which is which is unreal. Yeah, um, 22, 22 points clear. I think we're now 40, forty-two unbeaten in the Premier League. I think that matches Nottingham Forest from nineteen seventy-eight, seventy-nine, or seventy-seven, yeah. seventy-eight. So now we've only got Man way. City in our sights, forty-nine. So we've got another another eight to beat it. But obviously the forty-ninth is against City. So yeah, so we can we're closing on Arsenal's record now, yeah. aren't we? But let's. Uh, We'll look at that uh, in a different way if results keep going our way and if that yeah. thing happens, if that thing happens. If it happens. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's only 13 games left and um, it's, it's I'm six starting wins. to think, yeah, yeah, six wins. Six wins. That's it. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the things about the performance of the first half was they, they, they got chances against us and we need to be a little bit tighter, a little bit more bit more of oomph that's the only thing that would worry me but I just think I bet he said to the, the team at the beginning of the game look you're going to have a winter break after this now just get the result get the three points bugger off to wherever you want to have some, have a good decent two weeks off and then come yeah. back for Norwich away and then we go again Yeah, and I, I just think that's exactly what it is so 
yeah, absolutely buzzing um, for that now. Um, yeah, mate. Uh, and, I, and for man of the match for me, we've just mentioned him. It's, it's, uh, it's Jordan Henderson for me. Definitely. I think Bobby. Oh, Bobby got three assists, but for I me, I think, Good I, think I think I um, think Hendo, like we said, those two shouldn't be be. be um, based on numbers like this. The whole game shouldn't be based on that. But for me, you know, popping up with three assists, he's just an absolute wizard. And that ball mm. back for Hendo's was just like, he looks like he's going to have a shot and he just plays a back Hendo with his left foot. It's just yeah. absolute wizardry. But yeah, for me, I think Hendo just shades it. Just for, Well, the goal especially, but that, that assist for Salah reminded me of um, Gerrard's for... Torres against Newcastle, but obviously Gerard with his left foot. Yeah. You know, where Torres fakes around, um, it does. I think it's Shea. Shea given, yeah. Yeah. Send Shea given for an echo. Yeah, reminded me of that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just absolute captain, fantastic again. Captain's performance, tremendous. Jordan Tremendison. Jordan Tremendison. What a guy. Yeah, and I swear to God, mate, if I see one more tweet that says sign Gerard for five games, <laughs> I, I honestly. I just after, yeah, after yeah. that game and I saw that I was just fucking bananas at some lad. It oh, really yeah, he's going to come down for for five games well and just sort of range yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And put you know put your full kit on, Gerard. Don't get it dirty. <laughs> then go up and pretend to be John Terry. You know it's it's pathetic. People just climb out of his ass. We love, we all love him. Don't get me wrong. He's arguably the greatest ever player uh, to wear the shirt. But that just that'll just take everything away from this Liverpool side and exactly. It, it, Different eras. Let's just yeah, he's had his let's time just move on. Happen for him, so yeah. just need to move on. Exactly, and uh, Hendo's gonna hopefully do that thing that we keep talking about on that same just yet. But yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's us for for this week. So uh, yeah, great win for the for the kids against Shrewsbury. Spot on win for Liverpool that have now put us on seventy three points. And there we go. There's six games to go, and me and Mick will be back. Uh, next week so thanks again guys I'm going to go off and listen to The Kids Aren't Alright by uh, The Offspring and yous are going to listen to Passive <laughs> Movers Liverpool Grief Mick thank you very much cheers see you later Sports Social Podcast Network